0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bright Morning Newsletter Podcast Edition. I believe this is our fifth audio version, and uh, it's me, Clayton, and I'm here with Chris today. What's up, Chris?
1: Hey, Clay. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you as well. Um, So there were two things I wanted to touch on today. Uh, The first thing is, actually, let's just kick off with this. Doug Ford announced today that in Ontario, uh, emergency powers are going to be extended until December 1st, 2021 at the very earliest. So that is an additional six months from where we are now. And so as uh, Chris is currently living in the literal land of the free right now, I would just like to get yeah. his opinion on that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. know my opinion on that. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think it's, there's any surprise, right? It's... Yeah. Um, it's infuriating um the f- like it, it still gets a reaction out of me like it's mm-hmm. unbelievable um but i i think it, the thing that comes to mind instantly is like i i talked to lots of people in ontario and um they keep they keep getting false hope as if oh no It's just, everything's going to be fine in a a few weeks. And then in a few weeks, it doesn't get better. And then a few weeks from there, it's like, oh no, it's, we're just, you know, doing the thing and, and then it's going to get better in a few weeks.
0: Not only that, there are also a lot of the, a lot of the chatter I see online, because this is thing, and there's actually two separate realities right now. There's the online world and there's the real world in the real world. People do not like lockdowns and they are explicitly against them. In the online world, there seems to be not even a quiet acceptance, but a very loud acceptance as if it's A, not only we deserve this, and B, it's also for the greater good. So I'm seeing a lot of these quote unquote public health experts who, as I've mentioned before, I use that phrase incredibly loosely, they are saying that we need to be locked down even harder until there are zero cases of COVID, period. That's it. And yeah. I, it just, I cannot help but laugh. when I see that because I look at the, the, the rest of the world is literally open right now. And Ontario is, is experiencing the harshest lockdowns in the world right now. And right at the point of where everyone in the real world seems to accept that COVID is pretty much wrapped up and done with. Um, it's all, the rhetoric surrounding it from the public health experts as this, as if the situation has never been worse. And It's, it it really is a deranging experience because I'm looking at two different worlds right now and whenever I see this chatter online, it makes me extremely anxious because that is when I start to think like, I don't, I don't see a particular end to this right now. I mean, the reopening plan. Again, that's another phrase I'm using loosely is reopening plan because it's not a plan. It's just more of an extension of lockdown wrapped up under the guise of a plan it. Uh, mean we're not even gonna get gyms and indoor services until the end of July, according at the very earliest, and even then there will still be things like capacity limits and all this other additional useless bullshit. And I can confidently say that by now, because if you look at the states which have reopened entirely, there has been zero surge in cases or deaths, and in fact, there's been a very sharp decline. So yeah, the lockdown restrictions at this point completely unacceptable yet there is this quiet acceptance of it so not even quiet acceptance but yeah
1: i um i'm kind of witnessing the same thing as you but on the other side of it right like mm-hmm. in nevada where i am it's open like i was at a comedy club yeah. two weekends ago I'm no jealous. mask i was at a nhl game last friday and the stadium was full i yeah. can go to restaurants get my hair cut do whatever i want i'm at the office everyone's at the office no masks and i'm um, getting
0: illegal haircuts
1: yeah i can see i was gonna say something it yeah. looks it looked like you were quaffed. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like, I've, I've been, it's, it feels good it's some so bootleg so haircuts it's very transgressive <laughs> yeah
1: but i'm i'm witnessing the inverse right like i talk to you all the time and um you know seeing all of my friends and family in ontario and it's like the complete bizarro world um but uh you know what i don't know like i don't even know what to say i'm thinking like okay the states has opened like you said sharp declining cases and hospitalizations and so on and so forth like who are we attributing that to is it the vaccine is it the weather like
0: seasonality Uh, is a big big
1: it's it's a big thing right that's that that's what that was the the kind of the the rabbit hole i wanted to to go down with you um was what's gonna happen here in october november
0: Uh right so right now i'm i'm looking at this very and i hate to say this but i i just don't want to set myself up for disappointment exactly right because right now, Doug Ford is saying that everyone will have a two-dose summer and assuming that the vaccines work as advertised and cause no adverse health reactions and blah, 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 and assuming assuming it's all miracle work, um, the fact that he has given himself emergency powers to extend in December means that he has the authority now and the power to govern our lives into that period, which is self-explanatory, meaning that he can once again uh, throw up another lockdown once his new yes men public health experts or the journalists uh, see any sort of uh, increase in COVID. They'll, like they now have the power to lock us down again because right. that precedent has been set time and time again. Right. And as for the seasonality thing, uh, there's this guy on Twitter. Uh, he has done better statistical modeling far more accurate than any of the people on the Ontario Science table, or as I like to call them, the Ontario Scientology table, because they are nothing <laughs> but frauds. They are at they are absolute frauds, and they do not deserve the positions they're in. Anyways, this person on his modeling has been insanely accurate, and he's predicting like you So I, I look on there, I see his graphs, and um he's show, he's showing this like the wave three right now, they're this has been the least deadly wave of COVID, and that, that's, that's not debatable, that is a fact. Like, he's showing the evidence, and all of his data is pulled from public, uh, public sources, specifically the Ontario government um, database. And uh, so, the, but at the same time, so while deaths are lower than they've ever been, uh, the case pattern is following the exact same trend that it did last spring and so but the thing that no public health expert will speak about is the idea of seasonality you don't get sick in the summer generally speaking especially for coronaviruses which mm-hmm. can include things like the common cold you just don't get them in the warmer weather right and yet so and but at the same time it I almost have to admire the political move by Doug Ford and the PCs because uh, that, because fat Doug wants to be reelected next June, which I really hope he is. And he deserves every bit of punishment that he gets. Um, he wants to be reelected. And so what he's doing is he came under pressure for the increase in cases during the third wave and blah, 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 not acknowledging the fact that they're testing far more people than they were last spring or even in the winter. And so he now he gets to say that, oh, look, folks, uh, I, I implemented a lockdown and a brought down cases, even though he did not acknowledge the fact of seasonality. He's like, I relied on my experts and I believe the science and blah, 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 blah. And look, folks, I did this. And so he that's that's going to be his reelection tool next spring. All and right. what makes me sad is like. I, I'm not voting for him. I'm going to vote. I'm either going to abstain my vote. I'm just going to click the none of the above option, or I'm just going to vote for a third party candidate who happens to share values if, if there is one in my region. Um, but if there was another part, right now, the parties in power want us locked down, and the opposition wants us locked down harder. So yeah. it's, it's just like, <clears throat> what yeah. do you do with that? Even yeah. in California, as much as I hate the guy, Gavin Newsom at least opened up and like it's just yeah and i'm I'm not going to give him credit for that because he's just following the trend of all the other because is that every, a product
1: of relativity right like yeah every other like, state did it beforehand. i
0: uh
1: oh i don't, I don't know if he will he'll be listening to this but my buddy um who shall re- remain nameless who's still in california he sent me a, a picture today he went to um uh I don't know. I don't watch baseball, but there's a, a, a professional baseball team in the Bay Area. And he went to a game, uh, mm-hmm. whether, whether the last couple of days and they um, they checked. Uh, so they, they were checking vaccine records at the door and they yeah. handed out a colored bracelet based on whether or not you were vaccinated. And then they would seat you according to the
0: to the bracelet we're entering that type of society now are we i'm not shitting you
1: that's literally what happened and so i brought that up because it's like it's it's like um, a product of relativity right yeah like you've got (laughs) in canada you've got lockdowns or lockdown harder and then in the states you've got like open up or like open up with yeah. restrictions type of thing going on I, right now.
0: Yeah. When it comes to the whole like vaccine passport shit, I'm, I'm getting extremely nervous because uh, it looks, I don't know what I like what we were talking about with our mutual friends last week. I'm probably calling it too early, but right, like I'm seeing it could go either way on this one. I saw that a gym in Toronto today issued an apology because it was intended to check vaccination status before letting patrons into the gym um, it came under swift condemnation and then they repealed that and said that they're no longer to be checking vaccine certification to allow patrons in the gym. Good move on the part of the gym. And that's the sort of public pressure I like to see. Because again, this is not controversial to say that if you demand that other people inject something into their bodies to comfort your levels of emotional safety, that is not liberal. That is fascism. End yeah. of story. If you demand that someone does something with their body, that is the complete abandonment of the liberal ethic.
1: Yeah, and so or even demanding that personal information from them.
0: Yes, it, we have. There has, and I know someone will probably throw the measles example in my face. How you don't allow children into school with the measles without a measles vaccine? But measles is proven far deadlier and more serious more serious for children than coronavirus and so and the measles vaccine has been around for like what 50 years something like that yeah so anyways but like you do not demand that other people inject something into their bodies to comfort you if you want the vaccine you take it go ahead and then if it works as advertised which I'm not commenting on its efficacy right now. I'm just saying, if it works as advertised, then you should hypothetically have nothing to fear. Yeah. And so, there, there James Lindsay did a whole long podcast on this sort of thing that I'm, I'm not going to get into. But regardless, that's the sort of public pressure I like to see. So I, I'm, while I'm nervous about the vaccine passports, it looks like it could go either way on this one. And uh, I'm honestly trying to avoid any and all conversations on it because it just, it really stresses me out. Well, no, um, I
1: wanted to comment on that because we were having that conversation mm-hmm. and I still believe what I believe. And, yeah. and it's a good sign that it's happening in Canada of all places, because yeah. what I'm witnessing is like most, most private businesses over here mm-hmm. are saying, and unequivocally so, we will not be checking. We will not be asking. Yeah, <laughs> It's called personal responsibility. And yeah. I got that feeling early on and and I'm pleasantly surprised still surprised but pleasantly surprised and i just don't think that the free market can like like i I think i read what like 50 60 percent of of americans are fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. like i don't think they're gonna get much further they might get to 60 they might get to 70 percent okay and then and then what 30 you're gonna just be able to say goodbye to 30 percent of your revenue stream or worse like in in some of the states that are you know this this does sort of like follow party lines for for better or for worse it does a little bit it in the states where like they're maybe more republican guess what you're going to have less vaccine compliance and what are you going to give up 40 50 percent of your business because of it
0: I i think right now it's it's just at the point of virtue signaling right now because like anything else uh like, like everything in our current moment, it's vaccine before yeah. people, people are using vaccines as, a, as yeah. a status symbol, a way to, but, but to I'm support. so surprised
1: that, that this was the, I'm pleasantly surprised again, to reiterate that this was the reaction so early on. Yeah. Like I just got a, that I got an email, a strongly worded email from my, um, like my hair place my, where I got my haircut and they're like, we will not, you might, they, they're very nice about it. They're like, you might notice that our staff chooses not to wear masks now you know we're following the cdc guidance you also do not have to wear masks if you wish you may request that your hairdresser uh put on a mask no problem Mm -hmm. by the way we will not be requesting any personal health information we will not be asking our staff or our customers for that health and they said in the email end of story and it was just Good. like such yeah. a fuck you. And I was like yeah. this, like, I'm seeing that a lot. And I'm, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm surprised because of the way this whole thing's been handled for the last year and a half. I'm yeah. surprised, but I'm happy about it.
0: That that's actually rather encouraging. Cause again, yeah. I like I'm getting more mixed signals in Canada. I saw that Jason Kenney, the premier of Alberta, who has been all over the place and how he's in his rhetoric surrounding the pandemic. He said that there will be no vaccine passports whatsoever in the province of Alberta he's just like, no, not happening. Doug Ford, like everything else, has completely abstained himself or abdicated himself from responsibility and just not commented on the issue. And I have a feeling it'll be whatever his lap dog down in Ottawa, sure. Trudeau, says about it. Um, yeah. And the other, so it, it could go either way, but I, I am pleased to see the backlash towards that one Jim was successful. and But I did see that Western University is going to be uh requiring all students who are staying in residence to be vaccinated and that's starting, no, no that, shock that, there that was that was yeah that was yeah universities don't surprise yeah. me because like just look you look at the who's running them and you can yeah. pretty much tell that's the direction they i mean it doesn't in. make
1: it any better but it's no surprise
0: yeah and then i saw that um i, I can't remember who it was there's it was some there's a band who commented there's like oh same thing with our shows which again Market like, I, I don't, I think the statistics probably hold true to where it's just like, you won't really get any higher than 65, 70, maybe 75% of people who are fully vaccinated. It's because that's just what all surveys seem to suggest. And mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm look I'm, this, the statistics I'm pulling there are from left-leaning sources. Um, and so I, yeah, I don't think it's plausible or feasible to write off 25% of the population, especially especially when the data is now crystal clear that the new variants, though they might be more transmissible are not more deadly. And that's exactly why we're seeing fewer deaths now than we were a year ago, because now we have the, we have prophylactics We have the vaccines, which seem to be working for the elderly population because fewer mm-hmm. of them are dying. And again, that like that that's just what i'm seeing i'm not yeah we don't, to, we don't
1: need it we don't need to open that can't work yeah
0: and so it, they they seem to be working for the older people and um yeah so fewer people are dying uh the cases are going down and i just i just don't see how it's feasible to basically quarantine 25 percent of your population that's exactly and, what i'm and saying and yeah. the
1: nerve of you said a ban said that G- give me a fucking break that's not that's not gonna happen like I'm sure a lot of the bands I listen to are fucking woke as hell, but you're telling me you've been fucking, star- you were already a starving artist, especially mm-hmm. the music I listen to is all pretty yeah. indie too. You're mm-hmm. you're going to say you haven't fucking played a show in a year and a half and you're going to just give the middle I finger yeah, to 30 or 40% of your I fucking. I don't think yeah, you're in the position yeah, like to be turning down customers. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Um, and by the way, they don't get to make those decisions. The yeah, people who fucking the people write who run the checks. The shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's it's, it's, Good it's
0: companies like Eventbrite and Brewha and that sort of stuff. Like the places yeah. that run event, they determine that. And I again, these these event uh, planning companies have been out of business for close to two years now. And I I don't they might they might posture on social media, but once the backlash is swift and instantaneous, which it has been for several businesses then uh they'll quickly backtrack and i'm sure i again i am by no means a legal expert but uh i i'm sure there might be constitutional challenges towards that sometimes in the future we'll see yeah maybe Um,
1: there was that osha thing that was that was really really discouraging did you see that no yeah it's like the the wsib in canada they walked back this thing where because a lot of employers are saying come back to the office, but you must be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And originally their statement and their stance on it was if you, as an employer required your employees to be vaccinated, then you were liable if something happened to them Mm -hmm. because of the vaccine. And they got, as you can imagine, a bunch of wokies backlash through mainstream media, and then they walked it back. And so now, according to like the governing body for employers osha they are not
0: liable now and that's so that's the last thing that i just want to hypothesize about before we touch on the next subject because we are running out of time and i do want <laughs> to mention this next thing is one of the things it it's this is such a goddamn landmine to t- talk about but i'll talk about it anyways one the thing that concerns me the most is I am not, I am not going to comment on the vaccine's efficacy or safeness right now, but I will state that there is simple, there is no long-term data, but the, the makers of these vaccines and now employers and government have all abdicated themselves from legal responsibility if shit goes south. So if you get, if you get one of these blood clots or if a family member gets one of these blood clots and dies, which, based on the t- statistics right now is quite unlikely, but if it happens, you have no legal recourse. So right. I don't know if there will be any form of in, in the future what, I don't know what it's going to look like in five to ten years if, if, she, yeah. if, if, if like if there are negative health effects and but all of these things are saying yeah no, we just we, we, we're not legally responsible. It says that in the contract. but at the same time they coerce you to get it because they forbade you from participating in society unless you had one. Well, but so,
1: also but also look at the incentive structures right so that they're gonna say oh we're gonna indemnify ourselves against any liability because it's emergency use and we you know we're we're doing this for the greater good of uh, of our countries and our societies yeah fuck you no you're not you know how many billions of dollars these companies have made because of yeah, this?
0: yeah yeah does like it they're... does it
1: not benefit them to get a hundred percent of the society
0: to exactly, fucking get the yeah. fucking jab yes of course it does mm-hmm. um Anyways, so having set that conversation aside, the other topic, which has absolutely nothing to do, or maybe it does in some sense, but I recently experienced my first cancellation attempt. Um, and I was telling you about this. So that's uh, how you, know some, you made it. Exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how I know. We're, we're picking up steam once the, yep. the Loki's come for us. Um, so what happened was that two weeks ago, I wrote that it, it was uncontroversial to say that Black Lives Matter is a radical movement. I 100% stand by that statement. Black I do lives, too, by the way. Yes. Black Lives Matter, capital BLM, the organization, is a radical movement. It has absolutely nothing to do with for, with advocating for the... Uh, well-being and advancement of black people in Canada or the United States, none whatsoever. And if you want evidence for that, look no further than the founder of the movement who recently bought several,
1: several million down, right?
0: dollar mansions. And yeah. to which I say, why is one mansion not good enough? Why did you not donate that money to the community, which you claim to advocate for? Mm-hmm. And so, which is why I like to say that black lives matter. The statement is obvious only a madman would disagree with such a statement, but the movement, capital BLM, is a radical organization that per- that uh, spews out Marxist bullshit, like wanting to create a global liberation movement and abolishing borders and abolishing the nuclear family and all this crap that you could pretty much pull out of a first-year sociology course. Mm-hmm. So I stand by that statement but anyways, that got misinterpreted, probably deliberately, as racism. And uh, so I, there was effectively pressure to uh, write off association um, with uh, my, both myself. And yes, long story short, I, I was accused of racism, and then there was some pressure involved to um uh, Basically cancel me and turn me into an unperson because I committed a thought crime, and then at the same time, uh, when I asked if uh, this individual would like to at least challenge me on that and have a reasonable, rational conversation, conversation, yeah, uh, this talking about it because uh, to discuss such things would be to admit that um, there was. The, that I had a point or a statement that was worth discussing or debating. So, uh, so this means that uh, this this person assumed so much moral superiority that uh, he had all moral knowledge to determine what was effectively good and what was effectively evil. And um, this person
1: must be God, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is, I rereading my statements, just again, like I said, I they are not controversial, and if they are, then let's talk about it. But this person said that um, he said that my uh, what I was saying was effectively a dog whistle for racism. So and so, having never met me before, this person could also read into my heart and assume all of my motives and intentions. (laughs) And uh, so, which which begs the question: What are we ever going to get to a society where we? This is more of a rhetorical question where we take people at face value for the words that they say. And then at the same time, what I want to ask you about is this is not the first time someone has deliberately misinterpreted my work, but it was the first attempt at cancellation, although it was a very mild form. It was I was not mobbed on Twitter or anything like that. Um, so if people are going to deliberately misinterpret what we say... Uh, that does kind of shake my confidence in the whole project that we're doing here, where I, I will be honest and say that it makes me wonder what is the fucking point. If people are going to deliberately take what I say out of context, not even challenge what I say, and then use that as an indictment on my character. And so how much responsibility should we feel towards people who choose to misinterpret what we say and not even give us the respect of challenging our beliefs
1: Absolutely and our none. positions.
0: And yeah, and that's, that's what I was thinking about. And as I was saying to you, before we started recording this, it was like, I had like a crisis of like purpose here. Right? Yeah. Like I was, I was yeah. thinking like, should like, are, are we making things better? Are we, are the, is the fact that people are misinterpreting what we say and taking what we say out of context, which I think is on purpose because the only way you say something like that is if you choose, to deliberately misinterpret someone and so I was thinking if, if that is the way this project is going to go is it worth continuing and I was like I was almost ready to throw in the towel and then it was like that moment with uh from the Wolf of Wall Street when Leonardo DiCaprio is getting ready to step down and then he's just like and it was right when this happened I'm just like I'm not leaving I'm not fucking leaving <laughs> and I'm just like that's pretty much how I feel so uh, to all the listeners out there, the, the show goes on for Bright Morning. We're going to keep bringing you content, reg- content, regardless of what people, uh, regardless of how people feel about it. Obviously, that doesn't mean we're not going to consider your feedback. But there's a difference between constructive feedback and outright lies and deliberate misinterpretations of our work. So, if you like our work, then give us good feedback. If you don't like it, then fuck off
1: agreed agreed well said more eloquent than i could say man i I think uh, like if i may um like i think i know you pretty well and you probably took that interaction to heart right and you and you really like it bothered me yeah and you you reflected on it and that's way more than like to say that about you says way more um, about you than it does you know about them if you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um, they like you said w- to what degree should we even be taking in feedback feedback like that none like mm-hmm. you're i think what's cool about you is like you're gonna take that and you're gonna make you're gonna now you're gonna go another mile to make sure that what you're saying is accurate and i'm gonna appropriate it even harder yeah yeah exactly and i mean that's i think that's like that's good like fuel you know um but i mean we obviously can't take that too much to heart um
0: no and and this this is the thing like that comment is, is is useless and as dishonest as it was I still gave, I still gave it its do, and it sparked consideration. Like, is this how my work is coming off? That, that,
1: so that's the point I was trying to make. Sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off. Is just no, it's okay. that um, for you to go through that says a lot about your character, mm-hmm. says a lot about your work ethic, says a lot about the quality of your work that goes into Bright Morning. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, the fact that you're you're stopping to say hang on a second did i do something wrong even though you know your 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 gut probably tells you no like i stand by what i said you're going to go and you're going to you're going to you're going to skim it over again and you're going to take another hard look and then the next time you write something that you think other people because you're self aware might find controversial you're going to take you're going to take that another step to make sure that it is in fact accurate and you can stand behind those words right i mean a lot of the, these things are I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of them. Some of them are subjective. Some of them are just fact. Um, So, you know, people are going to interpret it the way they interpret it. Um, But I I do think the one thing I would say, you mentioned, like, the only way somebody would do that is intentional. I I think, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I also have a little bit of empathy for these people because... I, I
0: would actually like to walk back that statement a little. Well, well
1: no, no. I, I mean, I think there's some truth to that. I, I do. But I think I'm empathetic to the fact that they're brainwashed. At least that's my interpretation. And they, although they may be doing it deliberately sometimes, I think they have, they see it. It's as if you're, you know, you're looking and you're seeing an apple, but it's a banana. Like they don't even see the same shit that we write. You know what I mean? Like, well, because what, they have some other worldview that's been sh- rammed down their throat.
0: Well, what, what this person saw was sin and transgression. And I like, it, it's almost cliche to use religious metaphors at this time, but it, I do classify wokeness as a fundamentalist religion because it contains all the elements. It, it has the idea of sin, but the thing that it lacks is redemption and forgiveness, which is what actual like, religions uh, have. There's always an element of forgiveness. Can religion. I make
1: my monkey comment on that? Cause I think yep. that's really cool to think about. Right. Like for me, like within our friend group, how much do we disagree all the time?
0: Uh, absolutely right. All the but, time, but you yeah. look
1: at people like that. How much, mm-hmm. how much are they the fucking same? How predictable are
0: they? It's so predictable that I, I, I can, whenever I get into s- situations like this, someone, I can usually predict uh, exactly. the responses I'm going to receive. <laughs> Exactly, and but that's the thing and so i i gave it the consideration mm-hmm. that it's worth and yeah so i like you know i'm also i'm also thinking about it now i gave into the negativity bias there when i was doubting myself because i've received so much good feedback from the right. audience whereas yeah. uh like whenever we've issued out surveys a lot of the comments which i'm sure at this point our subscriber base has to be at least mixed on the political spectrum i don't think that we're like I mean, if, if me, you, and our mutual friend have different approaches, then I'm sure the audience is different as well. Yeah, for sure. Diverse politically, and so well, I've, we've received so much good fa- feedback. But this, it was just this, it was this one comment that really irritated me, and uh, so the, it was just the negativity bias. And then I just thought to myself, I'm just like, okay, um, so I'm getting negative feedback from a a man who does not know me, and is and is calling me all sorts of things, which he has no way of proving, but is still claiming to see the true nature of my heart and motives. And so that means absolutely nothing. But at the, so again, like this is someone who doesn't know me, doesn't want, doesn't like me, doesn't want to like my work and uh, so be it. If you don't like it, then there's a little X in the top right-hand corner of your computer, click it. And uh, that's that. And if you like the work, then great. Give me good feedback. And so um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that is that uh, I I was doubting myself, but I'm not going to go anywhere and neither are you because we seem to be doing well so far. It's enjoyable to read or to write and speak like this. And uh, the the people who want to like it, they get value out of it. At least I hope they do because that is what the aim is.
1: Yeah, I think to wrap... um... I think that to maybe to restate our mission and to reiterate, the goal is to try. And I don't think like there's this framework in creating software products that like you, you're never going to change the people who were never going to be happy with the product to begin with. Mm -hmm. So you ignore them and the people that are already super happy with it. Like you don't listen to their feedback from a, from a sort of what to change perspective, because mm-hmm. they don't need to be changed, they're they're sort of bought in. Yeah. You're looking at the middle, and I think we're trying to attack the middle, right? Um, not maybe maybe politically, maybe that was just serendipitous of what I said, but just in general, like the people who are like maybe like apolitical or just like interested and like they have an open mind. We want it to be shareable, and we want to try and you know evoke question, evoke yeah. thought, and. Um,
0: that, Yeah, and, and
1: you're not going to get that from those types of people. So, so it's a waste, it's a waste of, uh, breath.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the last thing I'll add is, is to restate the intention, which we, we wrote it in our about us section, which I have not changed since we started it because I, I like it. The purpose of what we did here or what we do here rather is to ask questions that you don't often hear being asked. And so it it might sound cliche to say that we're inundated with overtly left leaning news, but in Canada, that certainly is the case. And I feel that a lot of people don't really have exposure into what principled conservatism is like I've written about before the cookie cutter stereotypical vision of conservatives Mm -hmm. is the fat ass wasp from the 1950s, who wants to like subject women to his rule and is racist and blah, 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 blah. And the purpose of what I'm doing is to dispel that myth by doing things, by by just simply asking, hold on, are we sure that we're heading in the right direction? Are Mm -hmm. we sure that if we keep making assertions like these, it's not going to cause more harm than good. And then at the same time, I'm also asserting my opinion. And I understand that just reading my newsletter, it can come off as very snide and harsh at points. And that is why we do the conversations to kind of break up the Mm -hmm. newsletters to Mm -hmm. see that like it, it, it's hard to put, it's hard to give nuance in just 3 pages. And so that's why I like doing these longer conversations and but in the in the shorter articles and stuff, I can come off as harsh and I want people to know that's that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to ask the difficult questions. I mean, sure I'll throw in a provocative comment here and there for humor, but it's never out of bad will or malice. Yeah. So and again, but I, I think I,
1: that's where we like we've had the most success is asking the yeah. questions rather than inserting opinions. But yeah, you can't you can't avoid that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it, actually.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, so that's I, I like asking the questions rather than throwing my opinion at people because it's it it's better to probe you don't really change and it's not even so much changing minds and hearts, it's rather just encouraging people not to look at things through tunnel vision and, oh, I, and amen and so, to that yeah and i just i just want people to appreciate the fact that i like to ask questions i have a no holds back approach when it comes to controversial topics because you're never going to learn anything new if you don't wade into the deep waters if you only explore yeah. the shallow waters that everyone else is splashing around in then you're never going to know what lies beneath
1: yeah, and then you're just gonna confirmation bias yourself to whatever exactly. black hole that you mm-hmm. want to. I think that's why we get along so well because I think like we align fairly similarly. We have our disagreements mm-hmm. um, and points of of differentiation, but I think we both know that it's not binary. Yeah, like there there's always another story. There's always another possibility. There's mm-hmm. always data you haven't seen, and so like we we never try and make this thing super absolute it, yeah. that's that make i'm comfortable creating that's, that type of content
0: that yeah that's the thing our our work is falsifiable which is one of yeah. the that's the core what's that's one of the core tenets of good writing is that it's if it, you're not using circular logic to basically make it unfalsifiable fashionable nonsense by
1: the way that doesn't mean that it's not like that doesn't mean that we're playing it safe that's the reality what's absolute not many. No, that, that's
0: the thing. So when I say falsifiable, I don't like. I just mean that it it has the ability to be proven wrong by someone right. with a better argument, and that's right. that's what all good scholarship has. It has to be falsifiable. It has right. to be testable. It has to be. I agree with that. You have to be. You have to be able to roll it out, in it has to be subjected to empiricism. And so that's yeah. what my my problem with all the post like postmodernist Marxist crap is that it's unfalsifiable. It's presented as a meta narrative that explains everything and everyone. Yeah. and uh and so i i want to question it and i don't care if people don't like that because yeah. that is what i do and as leonardo says in the wolf of wall street i'm not leaving the show goes on so i think <laughs> I that's love it. That.
1: a good way to end it all right man we'll
0: chat soon we'll talk soon thanks everyone for listening and uh good night and good luck